Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Morning, New York City. Yes, both teams play tonight. The Knicks at Atlanta for game three, 7 o'clock. You can see it on ESPN. Then Brooklyn, the Nets at Boston, 8.30. That's on ABC and a game you can also hear right here on ESPN Radio. The late game, Clippers-Mavericks at 9.30 on ESPN. Some big games tonight, certainly in the NBA and in the playoffs. We'll talk more basketball here in a couple of minutes. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. Trey Young's dad, Ray, is going to join us at 810 and a lot of discussion, not just about that series and how Trey has played. Uh, he's been great in the first two games, but some incidents happening around the NBA and also including Trey at Madison Square Garden that the NBA and the teams have had to address. So we'll talk about that as well. But we want you to be part of the conversation. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. And... This is something we've been talking about earlier in the show. We'll bring it back, and that is Zach Wilson, who's the rookie quarterback with the Jets, and his new experience moving from Utah to New York. And and one of the first things that he's had to deal with in New York, and it may be culture shock for him, he says, is traffic. You know, there's definitely some aggressive drivers here, that's for sure. Uh, getting used to that, you know, getting cut off about every everywhere you go. Um, you know, but really it's, you know, I feel like I'm at home. I don't feel homesick. I don't feel like I'm, you know, missing anything or, you know, I'm having a blast. And I think, you know, the coaches and the players just make it easy to fit in and, and get going with everything. He's been so far at OTAs. He's been, again, fitting in, doing what he can do. But, you know, we mentioned the traffic thing. Monica McNutt joining us here in for Jay today. Monica's laughing. Are you laughing at what we saw on ESPN News, the, the video of yes. Zach Wilson with his teammates yes. at the Islanders-Penguins game yes. last weekend? He just looked like, well, oh, smile. What's, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to smile. A lot going on yeah. here. Right. I think it was, was it Mike Feeney who uh, chugged a beer. He's got a glorious mullet. The mullet. Yeah. <laughs> Eastbound and down style. Quite the, yeah, he, that is exactly, exactly what he, what he looked like. like but. He looks every bit of like, I just graduated and I'm on my way to BYU. <laughs> like, this is yeah, my Zach recruiting Wilson trip. Does. Yes. He, yeah, he does look like someone's kid. He's on his recruiting trip like, yes, with all the guys. He's on his recruiting trip. <laughs> they got him in Jersey, everything. So yeah, yeah, they got him in Jersey. He does look very young. Um, but still, you know, another thing he said, though, guys, is week one is the obvious. The NFL loves to do this stuff. They do the matchup. Jets are going to play at Carolina. And, of course, that means they're going to face Sam Darnold, the guy that Zach Wilson is effectively replacing as the quarterback and I thought he gave, Zach Wilson did as a rookie, I thought he gave a perfect answer on his thoughts on facing Sam Darnold right away in week one. I've talked to Sam before. He's a great guy. But, you know, it's not like I'm, you know, so pumped because it's Sam. I'm, I'm excited because the Panthers are a great team and, and it's a great challenge for us. You know, it has nothing to do uh, with him. You know, he's a great player and he's going to handle his own, you know, but, it, it, you know, it has nothing to do with the fact that he was here in New York and now he's there. Um, you know, I'm happy for him. What a great opportunity is for him to to be able to, uh, you know, put some life into his you know career and his opportunity. I'm sure he's he's excited about it, and I'm excited for him. Guys, he's the number two overall pick. Is it fair? Is it reasonable to suggest that of the five quarterbacks taken in the first round, he has the most pressure immediately? Trevor Lawrence can't po- as the number one pick can't possibly have pressure to immediately perform. I don't Does think- Zach Wilson have that pressure because of the circumstances that he's entering into? No, I I don't think either one of those guys have pressure. Really? It's not a very good – it shouldn't be a very good team with the Jets. I mean, yes, they'll try to uh, compete, do those sort of things, but I don't see them making any noise in the AFC East. You want him to continue to get better 
every single week. You're giving you know, a reasonable take here. You no, no, but wait, you York. didn't let me you finish. You understand you what I'm talking about. There you about. go, being okay. a New Yorker. You never let me finish. On 10. I was going to. Exactly. Like, I didn't 10. like where you were going. No, I'm hucking the horn right me, now. Get out of the way. You didn't 10. let me finish. And what I was going to say is, but given the fact that he's playing in New York and the impatient people in this region could put pressure on him that's not warranted, it, it, that part of it will not be deserved. And that's what could happen to him. That's the only reason I bring it up. Like, Trey Lance, is, they can buy time for him, right? Justin Fields, there might be a little bit of anticipation, but there's more pressure on Pace and Nagy to make sure they got the pick right, right? Like, Mac Jones, like, there's still Cam Newton there. I don't there. even think uh, the Jets even signed a veteran yet. So Yeah, I was about to say, I got yeah, the I, most I couldn't pressure. tell you who the other quarterbacks are in their camp. But that's why I feel like for Zach, it's Mm-mm. like he's the de facto week one starter. You're replacing Sam Darnold, who they essentially, they basically gave up on him that they only drafted three years ago, he's got the most pressure on him. I, I think it's Fields, personally, for the reasons that Key mentioned earlier in the show. Like, if he has a defense that you consider a contending defense, you're saying if the locker room feels like he's getting after it in practice and feels like he should be the guy, you mentioned Pace and Nagy. The whole thing, to me, is set up for Justin Fields to be on the field. Now, I don't know if it's quite set up for him to succeed offensively just yet, but I think that defense puts pressure on him because they want to bring the offense along sooner. It's a whole new deal for the Jets. Sala just got there. Like, I yes. think it would be a little bit different if you had the same coaching staff, but it's a whole new deal. So he's there. got time to develop, I yeah. think which Sam never had. You could, you could take time. Again, this is different than Rex Ryan in the Jets. They needed Mark to play, so the pressure would be on. They went up to get him. They needed a guy. They had a great defense, championship style, like she's saying about – Justin Fields, mm-hmm. that it's ready to go. Where the Jets, they still trying to, you know, they don't even know how to drive around New York yet. Stop <laughs> so it. They're still trying to figure it out. That is true. He did mention that uh, as we played it for you before as the first thing that kind of caught his attention. That's why we're asking you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It, what's the worst thing about your city? Like, Zach Wilson's new to the area, new to New Jersey. So if you're from New Jersey – and you like him, you'll want to give him forewarning. Like, listen, the traffic here, it's just just deal with it. They're very aggressive drivers. You know, the worst thing about your city, Monica, earlier you mentioned you're from the D.C. area. I'd like to amend mine, though. Oh, you do? Because yeah. you first said the tourists are everywhere, so, including yeah. where you work. But if you were moving to D.C. now, I would tell you to watch out for the cicadas. Because it's year 17, they're back, they're insane, they're large, they're stupid. Like, they fly into you, then you step on them and they crunch and your dog might eat them. So if you were moving there now, I'd they be like, crunchy, the cicada, they? they're, it's, cicadas, oh, yeah. and they're just so dumb. Like they just noise. fall and like, they're just, now dumb. you got to let me know what that is. Cause What's I don't see. Ooh, let me yeah, get you that a, was the next you. thing. Yeah, yeah, come on. Show me what that, 17, tell me what it Every is. 17 years, I was in high school last time this happened. They just erupt from the ground in Maryland, DC, Virginia region. And they're like everywhere. They're, it's gross. They're everywhere. Key, you said, though, that everybody in L.A. is – everybody's somebody. That's yeah, everybody's somebody. That's your warning to somebody. If, if I, you, like, I'm moving to L.A. If you want to like, find listen. somebody, go sit off – go to Studio City, pass a Starbucks. They're sitting out there reading their scripts. They, they, hey, they're know. ambitious. I'm not, I'm not knocking them, okay. but everybody is somebody. That's a cicada. They're all over the place. They come out of this like – Yeah, yeah, yeah they're and they're crunchy. Good. Stay they're out step on it. Yeah, everybody's yeah. somebody, right? It's, it's – I'm either uh, a producer – the director, the manager of the producer, the director, agent, 
the agent, the assistant to the producer, director, the agent, the management. I mean, it's everybody writer, is somebody. Writer. I could get you into the club. Right. Don't worry. You want restaurant seats? Not a problem. Give me your number. Right, but why are you hey. selling insurance, though? I thought you're an di- assistant director. To it's, you're it's also selling the, insurance. Everybody hey, it's is the somebody. hustle. It's a it's a it's, it's a, a cult. And the thing is, is I'm from born and raised. Yep. So I see it a mile away. People that are green that come out there chasing the dream. They get swallowed up hey, because totally. everybody's somebody. Here's a question. Did you meet anybody that was chasing a dream that has caught it? Since you're a native, did you meet uh-huh. somebody that came out there to be somebody and they now are somebody? Uh, a, couple. Most, couple? Yeah, a couple. Okay. All right. A couple. So it happens. It no, happens. It, no, it could okay. happen. But right. they still, every like literally. I know. Everybody somebody. I get yeah, it. no, that's believable. And as it. you mentioned before, Monica, for me, I just I would warn everybody when they come to New York, I'll tell them, listen, we're all out of 10. We're all out of 10. ten. It's not about you. It's not your fault. We're not mad at you. We're all just out of 10. And that's just, that certainly is just where it is. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Alan Hahn and Monica McNutt in with Key today. You got Nixon Hawks tonight at 7 Eastern on ESPN. Nets Celtics, 8 p.m. Eastern, ABC, and also a game you can hear on ESPN Radio. Clippers Mavericks as well, 9.30 p.m. Eastern. That as well on ESPN. Now Trey has it with six. Trey with five. Trey dribbling, driving, floater. It's the run ribbon in. Trey Young scores with nine tenths of a second left. And the Hawks have taken the lead. 107 to 105. The floater in game one that won the game. Shoeless John Collins on that play as well. If you watch that replay, and what a moment. And then, of course, he tells. The crowd at Madison Square Garden to shush. <laughs> that started up something because the crowd was really giving it to Trey Young in the first two games. That series now moves to Atlanta. And uh, uh, when discussing Trey Young, let's bring in his dad, Ray Young, who joins us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Ray, good morning. Thanks for joining us, first and foremost. Second, mm-hmm. as we've been talking about uh, the playoffs and the return of crowds and atmosphere and everything else, one thing that has happened now around the league, fan dropping popcorn on Russell Westbrook in Philadelphia, <laughs> that has to be addressed. There was video, which we'll talk to you in a minute about, with your son, a fan spitting at Trey at Madison Square Garden. That had to be addressed. And then John ja Morant's parents sitting in Utah for a game against the Jazz. And apparently, as the story goes, uh, fans were yelling vulgar and racist comments at them. The NBA had to handle all of them. And all of the fans were banned uh, from those arenas. In your case, Ray, your son, uh, in that situation, the Knicks, the NBA, the Players Association, all stepping up. The Knicks put out a, a statement uh, finding out who the person was, found out it's not a season ticket holder, that they did spit uh, at your son. He is now banned from the Garden indefinitely. And I believe, Ray, they reached out to you about pressing charges or reached out to Trey about pressing charges? Yes, sir, they did. And first off, good morning, and uh, I'm honored to be on the show. Uh, I got to give a shout-out to Keyshawn. I've been a big fan for years. So we thank got, you guys we, for hey, having me. Hey, Ray, Jason told me to tell you what's up, too. Jason Martin. Oh, yeah, uh, t- oh, oh, yeah Jason Martin, that's my man. So, uh, yeah, tell him I said hello. But, uh, you know, thanks again for having me on the show. And, you know, to answer that question, they did um, they did reach out to Trey about pressing charges, but that was – you know, that was something that we felt wasn't, you know, wasn't necessary. Uh, I know, I know there, uh, 
there are different opinions on that. Some people think that you should do it. Some people think that you shouldn't. But in the in the in the heat of the moment, Trey just told me that he didn't know what happened, and uh, we didn't find out until after the game. And people started messaging me on on uh, Twitter and messaging Trey, and you know it it kind of got brought up on uh, on uh, social media. So once that happened, I mean we were like, oh wow. And and my first thought was. Why well, didn't 50 Cent do anything? Because Trey was standing right in front of 50 Cent, and I guess his girlfriend was next to him. So so I was kind of surprised that they didn't notice it. But, you know, Trey, he was more concerned with, you know, trying to finish the game and and also uh, with all the all the chants that were going on. I think that was that was his number one concern at the time. Ray, the, the moment that you found out, though, even though Trey wasn't really focused in on the negativity – as much in the spitting or whatever the chants were. But when you guys found out as yeah. a family, why didn't you guys make the decision to go forward with pressing charges? Well, you know, it, it, I think that at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's one fan. And we, we felt that, that the NBA, the Players Association, the, the Knicks organization would, would do their best to handle it. Uh, we didn't want to, you know, go down a go down a dark road of filing charges, and you know, I mean, you know the way things can get these days. Once you file charges, it get you know it turns into a bigger story, you know, um, it puts more it puts more of a more of a target on on a trade's back, no matter if it's right or wrong. And we just felt like, you know, since you know Trey didn't feel he didn't feel anything, it didn't, you know, he didn't, uh, you know, he didn't see what happened. We just felt it was the right thing, and we just put our faith and trust in the, uh, you know, in the uh, NBA Players Association and the Knicks organization to take care of it, which they did. And you know, luckily, you know, Trey's feeling well; he's not sick. You know, that's really, that's really a bad situation, especially with COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with, you know, with the COVID protocols and everything that's going on. But uh, you 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 would just expect more, especially from someone sitting in those seats. I mean, those seats aren't 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 cheap and you have to take tests and you have to be vaccinated to even you know sit down there and you know have a have a certain level of responsibility to sit in those type of seats so you know there's you know there's things that happen and it was just an unfortunate situation ray i applaud you and your family and your son for going high on that one i don't know that that would have been my response but just in general um it's been interesting. Obviously, Trey hit that huge shot in game one, and there were some chants in that game. He's been labeled as the newest villain when it comes to the Garden. Uh, <laughs> I know that you have said y'all might have just started something because he's got lots of time left to play in this league. But what have you thought about the chance, his performance at the Garden? I mean, this is all things that you as a dad, I'm sure you've envisioned for years now. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't envision, I didn't envision uh, the, the Garden, you know, the most – Famous Arena and, and NBA uh, screaming "F you" to my son, you Not know, when he You're played right. it for the first time. But, but uh, you know, it, it's it's fun. You know, for me, growing up watching Michael Jordan, watching Reggie Miller play in that arena, watching some of the greats play in that arena, and uh, listening to all the all the all the chants, and you know, uh, watching Spike Lee go off on the other team's best player. Of course, it was the dream. You know. Uh, those those 5:30 a.m. workouts with my son before school, you know, we talked about you know him hopefully having having a chance to play against the Lakers and you know teams like that. You know when he uh, 
you know, when he made it to the NBA, if that was a possibility. So I showed a little, I showed a little emotion after that first game. I tried not to show too much emotion, but I couldn't help it. You know, when you, when you achieve something like that, especially after all the chance and, you know, people, uh, you know, making, you know, making certain, uh, you know, threats and, you know, this and that, it was just, it was just a gratifying moment. And uh, I was, I was so proud of him. I know he's just getting started. He works hard. And, you know, this is something that I hope he he can continue to do, you know, for years to come. But I'll tell you, you know, there's, I don't think there's been a, a louder arena that uh, Trey has played in in the last three years since he's been in this league. And, and I think whenever whenever fans start chanting like that and, and start going at him, it just fuels his fire. And the fact that he put up 30 in, in both of those games, I mean, that's how you make a name for yourself on a stage like that in an environment like that. And he certainly has done it. Uh, in this series, we're talking with Ray Young, father of Trey Young, on the Goodyear Hotline right now. And and you know when you look at this series and you look at the way he's played, I mean his playmaking ability really has stood out, especially in that game one. Uh, and, and really, as once Nate McMillan took over as coach, he became more of that facilitator, more of that player. When they made the coaching change, Ray, what did you see? What changed? They were twenty-seven and eleven to finish the season after the coaching change. What changed? What did you see that was different about that group and also about how Trey played? Well, I wouldn't say that a ton of things changed. I would say, you know, one of the big reasons they started playing better is, is because they, they got healthy. You know, uh, I'll always be grateful, you know, to the Hawks organization and, you know, also Lloyd Pierce, you know, who uh, unfortunately got fired because Lloyd Pierce was a, you know, was a coach that believed in my son. He threw him in the fire. As a rookie, he let my son have good games. He let him have bad games and make a lot of turnovers. But he just kept sticking with him, and he kept pushing, and he kept standing trades there, you know, reminding him, you know, keep doing what you're doing because you're in this league for a reason. So, unfortunately, after Lloyd got let go, you know, once that happens, you know, the, you know, the players have to look in the mirror and say, you know, was it my fault, you know, what happened? And I think that was one thing. And the second thing was, you know, Coach McMillan, I mean, he – He's been in this league for, for a long time, and, you know, through my conversation with Trey, you know, Trey always tells me that, man, he's just old school. You know, him and Gary Payton, they've been through the wars. You know, they've, they've been through that fire playing, with, playing against the Michael Jordans, the Larry Birds, and, you know, the Magic Johnsons of the world. So, so Coach McMillan, you know, in his, in his tenure of playing and coaching in the league, he just brings a different aspect. And, and especially for my son, who's a point guard, it's really been great for him because he's been able to, you know, to dial him in on some on some things and say, well, let's look at let's look at this situation in the game and maybe maybe not, you know, make that pass, maybe not shoot that three. Let's you know, let's get to the rim. Let's let's find our shooters. So it's just a different, you know, a different mindset. You know, those guys, you know, are believing in each other more. But I think most of all, they're just they're just healthy. Everybody's healthy, mm-hmm. man. That's true too. Yeah, they finally Thanks, did yeah. get healthy. I'll tell you what, that floater is deadly no doubt about that stopping that is going to be very difficult for the Knicks the series just getting started oh, yeah. and Ray just so you know Spike Lee called into the show yesterday and he wanted to make it abundantly clear he's like I, I told Trey I said that I'm not saying anything this is not some Reggie Miller thing like like when back in the day where Spike was in the midst of it yeah he said don't put me I'm not saying that yeah. stuff I'm not chanting that stuff so he wanted to make it clear he's a big fan of your son and and, and the way he plays so in case you were wondering this is one situation where if 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 Trey wants to look at anybody, he said, "Don't look at me. It's not me. I didn't start this." Yeah. No. Well, so well, so Trey loves Spike. He loves him a ton, and of course, 
growing, growing up in my household, if you don't watch Spike Lee movies, then you can't live there. So Trey knows all about <laughs> Spike Lee. And, and actually sitting at the draft three years ago, we were thinking that we may end up in New York because, uh, you know, Trey had, Trey had a good work out there as well as a couple other places. But, uh, you know, for, fortunately he was picked number five instead of number eight that year. But, uh, you know, we were we were sitting there with uh, nervous hands thinking that we may end up in uh, New York a few years ago. So that's, that, that was Trey's first time meeting Spike Lee. Well, it's, it's again, that's the story of New York in the draft. And, of course, you said fortunately and <laughs> not so fortunate for the Knicks <laughs> at this point. Ray, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate your insight. Thank you, guys. And uh, tell Jay Will I said hello. And, uh, you know, he's the reason for all this, you know, um, Trey's freshman year in our college, Jay Will tweeted that Trey Young was the Steph Curry of college basketball, and after that tweet, our whole lives changed. So, so tell Jay Will uh, we said hello and uh, thanks for that tweet All a right. number of years ago. We'll let him know when he That's gets back nice. from load management for sure. <laughs> we'll certainly let him know. <laughs> Ray, all the all best. All right, guys. Thank you. Ray Young, again, the father of Trey Young. And you imagine the pride, obviously, that he has, right? Like you work with your son, you see him go through everything he's going through, and then I don't know. There's a part of me, like, I understand it. You can hear them say F. Trey Young at the Garden, but you're like, man. Feels they, good. They hate you, but that's that's not a bad thing, no. right? Like, like, Respect. Like, I kind of like it. And then to walk off the floor with the win in game one. Cold. That's a uh, moment. Yeah, for Ice sure. Right? Trey. Told right? you about the time in Philadelphia when we played them in the NFC Championship game, and they were being very rude to me and walked off. Capped it off with a touchdown. We win. We go to the Super Bowl. Isn't that part of the yeah. – again, you feel like it's part of the respect. But you know what, though? There's like, also hey. a level, though. There's a level to all these things, as we talked about. Now, yesterday we got into this, but three different incidents mm-hmm. in three different arenas as fans are allowed back in the building. And the NBA had to answer all of them. They did swiftly. They did it right. But the worst of the incidents was not popcorn, was not even spit. It was in Salt Lake City, which raises your eyebrows. We will talk about that. And also Kyrie Irving back in Boston tonight. Maybe keep an eye on what's going on up there. So we'll talk about all that coming up after Key has this from O'Reilly. Or Goodyear or... I don't or, have or, either. <laughs> or not? I think we need to go to commercial break. Okay. The Lakers take game three from the Suns and take control of this first-round series in the NBA playoffs. Are they on their way to a gentleman's sweep? We'll answer that question with me, Greeny, starting 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Baez bounces one to third, picked by Gonzalez. The long toss, it pulls the man off the bag. And Baez trying to stay in a rundown long enough. And now sliding in the plate is safe. I don't believe this. The Cubs just got a run on an amazing play by Javier Baez. Baez is going to go to second base now as the throw gets away. He slides at second. He's safe. The ball bounces away again. The Cubs have scored an unbelievable run on a play by Baez. That's the call on Cubs Radio Network, but it really needs to be seen to understand why Tim Kirkshin called this the stupidest play he's seen in 41 years of covering baseball. So Javier Baez hit like this routine grounder to third, and Eric Gonzalez threw it to first baseman Will Craig, but it pulled him off the bag. So Baez just starts dancing, working his way back home, which, by the way, you can't do. That allowed Wilson Contreras to round third and sprint home. He was safe. Then Baez, who went to first on an error, went to second. Then later scored as well. At any point in time, of course, all you have to do is step on first base. Anyways, on to the NBA. Lakers, uh, the Cubs won 5-3, by the way, over the Pirates. Lakers won game three last night versus the Suns, 109-95. So they take a 2-1 lead now in their series. That's after losing game one. It's their first playoff win at Staples Center since Game 3 of the 2012 Western Conference Series. We've got a trio of NBA games for you tonight on ESPN and ABC. Triple header. First, 7 Eastern, Knicks in Atlanta. Game 3 against the Hawks with the series even at 1. 8.30, ABC, ESPN Radio. Celtics host the Nets. Brooklyn is up 2-0 in that series. Then at 9.30 Eastern, you have the, the nightcap on ESPN. Clippers, Mavericks, and Dallas up 2-0 in that series. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Time for some Straight Talk. Cutting your wireless bill in half feels good. Home run of the ninth good. Straight Talk offers 25 gigs of high-speed data for 45 bucks a month, up to 50% less than the other guys on America's best networks. Straight Talk Wireless. No contracts. No compromise. So the good news is... The crowds are getting are back and they're getting larger. Staples Center last night, Key, you yeah. had was almost eight thousand people there. It was their first game uh, in front of a crowd, first playoff win at Staples because last year was in the bubble. Been a long time since they've had that, um, but the crowd was the biggest crowd they had. But as this is happening, incidents now are starting to happen, and the NBA has had to address three of them. One in Philly, we've talked about Russell Westbrook getting dumped on popcorn, that fan thrown out, he's banned. We just talked to Trey Young's father, Ray, about an incident at Madison Square Garden where a fan was caught on camera 
spitting at Trey Young. Spitting. Unbelievable. So nasty. The Garden banned him and also asked Trey, do you want to press charges? They just, they declined. The NBA also taking care of that one. But here's a story that I think is the one that really, A, it's the market. It's where it is. There's been some history there, unfortunately. Uh, and B, this is where, I mean, I just told you about dumping popcorn and spitting, and this is worse. Three fans banned by the Utah Jazz indefinitely for making vulgar and racist comments to Ja Morant's parents. This is during the series Jazz and Grizzlies. Towards his parents now. Now, a statement from the Jazz cited one verbal altercation that occurred during the 141-129 win Wednesday night in Game 2. T. Morant said there were three separate incidents with male Jazz fans, adding each was handled quickly, though, by arena security. And that part is, of course, what you want to make sure is it's handled right away, but not acceptable, of course. And here's Adrian Wojnarowski, our ESPN NBA insider on SportsCenter, talking about how the NBA has had to react to these fans. You're going to see more teams do what the Knicks were ready to do today, and that's offer legal remedies to players you know, who might want to file charges. They reached out to the Hawks and Trey Young's representation, uh, but I think that's going to continue to be the deterrent uh, you see with individual teams, which is the threat of prosecution, not just ejection, not just banishment from an arena. Now you mentioned you when you when we were talking to him. You asked, "Why didn't you? Well, would you would you have pressed charges if you had the opportunity?" Hmm. Remember yesterday, I said that though these dudes got to you know put them in jail. That'll slow it, it down. Make an example, example yeah. exactly. You know, put them in jail. Make an example out of the situation. Um, you asked me, would I have pressed charges? Yeah, I would have, absolutely, with no problem at all. Because I'm not only mad about me, but I'm mad about everybody else that has occurred around mm-hmm. sports arenas, mm-hmm. stadiums, not just in my sport. And and you got to think about it, man. This is not obviously the first time these things have taken place. You can go all the way back to the Madison Palace, whatever the case is. Again, don't touch me. Don't say racial slurs. You could tell me I'm not good. You could tell me they should cut me. I make too much money. I don't deserve it. You could do yeah. all of those things. Yeah, you're a bum is. I, I don't care. Yeah. Look at the score. Right. I, I don't care. Right. But don't touch me in no slurs. That's it. And we're good. You can look at me in my face and tell me all day long, man, yeah. you're not worth it. They shouldn't have drafted you. And I'm good. As long as you don't touch me. And touching me is when you're throwing objects and you're spitting. And I understand people, you know, I, I was, it's so interesting that I didn't even realize we would even be diving into this prior to coming in early this morning. And I just happened as I was bored watching games last night that were not good games. And I tend to go through our timeline on our social media just because I'm sitting there bored. And I'm reading some of the comments of some of the people commenting on our show yesterday about this conversation in in Russell Westbrook and some of the things that they said, like, Oh, it's only popcorn. And just like just crazy, some of the craziest stuff. Yeah. So people saying, Oh, you're soft. You're soft. Here's the thing. And and this applies to Twitter too, right? Say it to my face. Mm -hmm. There's no way 
anybody in their right mind throws anything in Russell Westbrook's face if he's standing in front of you. Mm-hmm. I doubt that that person at the Garden would spit at anybody standing in front of their space, right? And and Ja, like, I'm going to assume that those, or the Morant family, I'm going to assume those guys were behind his parents, also would not say it to my face. Like, do not let the parameters and my status fool you. We are still talking about individuals that are prideful people and deserve to be respected baseline, whether they're pro athletes or not. This also feels like, who raised y'all? Like, y'all temporarily absolutely lost your mind. It's a completely other – yeah, but, but that's certainly the other part of it. Is I, what, are you, what are you made of? What, the problem is with Utah, if you're, if you're the Jazz, there's already history. been history there. Yeah. Plenty <laughs> of it. Russell Westbrook certainly in the midst of it. In fact, at the same time, the people that were banned uh, by the Jazz for that incident with Russell Westbrook tried to sue Westbrook for it. And, and so that I ugly can't. situation going on in Utah. But what you have tonight – Kyrie Irving sort of, and before all this was happening, Kyrie said before we even knew about popcorn on Russell Westbrook. He put it on notice. Kyrie let you know as the Nets go to Boston tonight, another place where there's been some history, mm-hmm. and we know the crowd can get rowdy. Kyrie let us know that it's good to go back and play in Boston, but let's not have some issues. Take a listen. I mean, it's not my first time being an opponent in, in Boston. Uh, so, you know, I'm just looking forward to Compete with my teammates, and um, you know, hopefully, we could just keep it strictly basketball. You know, there's no belligerence or any racism going on, subtle racism, and people yelling from the crowd. Um, but even if it is, it's, it's part of the nature of the game, and we're just gonna focus on what we can control. So he's already. Is it something you've experienced in Boston before? I'm not the only one that could attest to this. So he's already kind of like you know preempting, but he did that. Now, is it even more heightened tonight? Not yes. only with Kyrie's return. But we've got these incidents already setting up. If you're the NBA, it's got to stop here. Like, there can't be another one. Yes, of of course. You've got people in the stands, like, listening out. I mean, it has to be heightened. Coming off of this weekend in these major markets, as good as some of these playoff games have been, not every series. And how great it is to have these crowds and the energy you've gotten from That's the only – I'm kind of like, oh, y'all haven't been to a game in a long time. Like, you you temporarily lost your mind. It's going to (laughs) cost you. You just – you know how you get in trouble with your mom. Oh, oh, you get get the look. You you just lost your mind. But we're going to fix it when we get home. (laughs) You're not coming back, but we're going to fix it. Yeah, and I think – people will be put on notice in Boston. I, 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 I believe that it'll be a little more tame based on the incidents. Now, I would be shocked. Zero if it, tolerance, though, if you're the Celtics and your security at that building. Zero. Zero, zero but, tolerance. But, but like, what you going to do, the only thing you're going to do is throw them out. Yeah. Like, because they're already in the stadium in but the you seats. almost want to be a little extra sensitive to it. If you see somebody who's just doing a lot of barking, no matter yeah, what. Yeah, you even might want to walk just, over there and say, calm yeah, it down. Yeah, you, you, you might want to do warning, that. One more. Yeah, that's yeah, enough you now. may want to do that. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's nothing you can do once they're in the building and in their seats. You know. Um, what you mean is, like, you can't stop you, the behavior once you come in. Yeah, once they come in, okay. the behavior is coming with them. Got it. You can't Copy. leave the behavior at the door, right? Copy. I mean, you can't check but it Nobody starts with the worst thing I can say. You start with, let me just warm up with some insults, but you always know the one guy that does all the, like, you know, when you sit down in a section and then all of a sudden you just hear the one guy barking and you're like, oh, all right, he's that guy, mm-hmm. right? But let's see, now he keeps, it's incessant. Then you're like, all right, that, well, then like, again, all of us go, that's enough. Yeah. But then again, yeah. though, Alan, it's like anything else, we need the fans to police the fans. Agree. Just, we, you yep, know, yeah. Like, as soon as you see dude, over there, Bobby talking crazy. You need to tell Bobby, say, man, enjoy the game. Yeah. As if you're like, at the movie enough. theater yeah. trying to watch a movie. Yeah. And yeah. people get to talking, and you turn around and you say, 
you know, I paid good money to watch right, this movie. Right, right. You need to, to turn around talk. and yeah. say, I paid good money to yeah. not hear you scream at the other team. Listen, this is this is basic stuff in terms of respect. We, you know, it's it's kind of obnoxious that we're having this conversation. Oh, I like, know. You can root for your team. You can be anti the other team without divulging into this place of no respect. And this idea, because I can already hear somebody saying, I paid good money for my ticket. I'm going to say what I want to say. Okay, say what you want to say, and here are the consequences if you cross the line. And that is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. At MSG, do they, do they, when do they stop serving alcohol? Mm. Uh, halftime, third quarter. Oh, do, yeah, so they yeah. shed it off. Oh, yeah. No, okay. Because yeah. I know in L.A., like at the Coliseum, they like at the beginning of the third quarter, they stop probably like four or five minutes well, into NFL, the third quarter. Yeah, they NFL, just shed it down. Yeah, they have to in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's become a thing. Baseball also, I believe it's like seventh inning. I think that's it. Because a lot of it is fueled by no doubt some you know liquid intake. Courage, yeah, Lent, it's some intake. Whether it's liquid courage or some green that might have grown some places. I mean, you know. The NBA playoffs, again, as I mentioned, ESPN Radio tonight. Celtics, Nets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations. Coming up next, take it or shake it. Oh, gosh. And why one Jones (laughs) may not be enough for the Patriots. That's next. KJZ on your smart speakers. All you got to do is say, play ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Michael is in Queens. Michael, what's up, man? You guys are great. It's the greatest morning show. I got a ton of options in the tri-state area. Say it again. You guys are intelligent, intuitive, and just plain fun. More from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, Keyshawn, J. Will Zubin, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests join us on the Goodyear Hotline. It's Alan Hahn. It's Monica McNutt in with Key. Take it or shake it time, which means why not another voice on the show? Evan, take it away. Yeah, I'm going to uh, throw to some sound here, and then I'm going to ask you a question about it on Take It or Shake It. So here's Mike Reese, who joined us earlier in the show, when Key asked him if the Patriots need Julio Jones. My sense is would they love to have Julio? Of course. Who wouldn't? But do they really need to have Julio? And, and I just I don't sense that they're like, 
We need this. Like they yes, brought they in Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> yes, they need you it. You think so? Nelson Aguilar it's, is not a healthy Julio Jones, no. and I love my Trojan no, of compadre. Course he isn't. When was the last time Ooh. the Patriots had an alpha dog backside X mm, receiver you know. that stands six foot four or bigger? Randy. So key, Julio Jones could go to the Patriots. I can guarantee that for you, but only if Mac Jones is the starting quarterback. Take it or shake it. Shake it! Shake it! No, no, they'll so they'll wrong. they'll be they'll be fine with Julio with uh, Nelson Aguilar. They'll be fine with Nelson. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar wears mittens. I mean, come on, let's be honest. Oh, he's a Trojan. They'll be fine with like they'll be fine with Nelson Aguilar in in uh, Kendrick Kendrick Bourne. I'm shaking this, Monica. If you could get Julio Jones, and all it means is that Mac Jones your quarterback. No, yes, you do no. take that. You take no, it. You do I can't. You're not taking that either. No, I, I can't. I don't. Y'all I need can't. to stop this, man. Listen. Also, Alabama quarterbacks that have been excellent. Give me some. Joe Namath. Well, More I recent. Mean, Help. We can't. Richard we can't. Todd. See, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that either. Though. Well, that's where I'm at. Shake it, shake it, shake I it. I don't want to do that either because the systems. <laughs> I don't want to shake do them like it. that. Because nah. No, Greg McElroy. I don't want to do him like Shout that. Shout out to our teammate here. Like yeah, we, we like do. Him, right? He's a shake family it, guy. Shake He's a family McCarran. guy. Shake it. Mac shake, Jones, shake, shake, Pro AJ Bowl. AJ McCarron was a good backup. Take it to the bank. You could also take this to the bank. Tim Tebow will score three touchdowns <laughs> next season. Take it or shake it. Three touchdowns, Key. Shake it. Shake, shake, it. shake, shake it. it. Shake it. Man, why y'all, you just, it's Friday. You want to have some fun, huh? <laughs> we want, we, what are we looking for? Headlines over the weekend? I mean, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. He's going to be at board shorts before we get to the 9 o'clock this? hour. No, he's not. Okay, so he scored two touchdowns at OTAs. We spot you out Ooh, that's so great. Like, we need to really just stop. We just stop. talked about this, though, Key. Just They're going to make it work so that it fits. They're going to force the issue. You know you're supposed to be taking this. Three in the whole season. Uh, I ain't going to be able to do it. See, I'm, gonna, I'm, not, I'm, I'm shaking it. it only because I, I think he's going to play, but I don't think he's going to be a target in the end zone. You, now you think he's going to play. Key, <laughs> I do. I think he's actually going to play. But I just I asked I'm you that. I'm not saying a lot. I just think he's going to play. I, you I just, said to I me, can't. you are my you are my – Football Swami, you said that if he makes swami. the roster, he will play and they will oh, make he, it work. If he, if he makes the roster, they're going to have to justify okay. and, why. And then the, the, the three touchdowns. You just throw up in your mouth. Yeah, but clearly. If he makes the roster, they're going to have to justify it. The three and touchdowns. And then they're going to put him out on the field and figure out how to play games to get him open. I get it, but not in the end, not in the red zone though. The three like, touchdowns. No the three zone. touchdowns will justify it. Say it, the Lord. They're going to try to do what they need to do to <laughs> take, justify. Take, take. It. Okay. Three I mean, touchdowns. He, he's working hard, man. He's take, working hard according right. to Trevor Lawrence. He no says, "Take the working. over. Take the over." The station sportsbook uh, set the over under at two and a half, which is why we asked the question. Yeah. Then he'll Older. score three touchdowns. Early money is on the under. I, I hope nobody's betting. <laughs> A lot of people are actually, F, right? So if I bet, if I bet he doesn't, so let me ask you this: If I bet that he doesn't, does I and he gets cut? Do I get? Do I win? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I'll think about that over the weekend. Uh oh. Can you text me your answer first because you know I'm relying on you, and you told me he was going (laughs) to make the roster because they got to make it make sense. If he makes the roster, do I believe he's going to make the roster? I think he's going to make either the practice squad roster. I think he's more likely to make the practice squad it, because they could say it's easier to sell. We're developing him. We like what we see. We developing. need to give him some time. 
oh my god this is whew. still a young man yeah he's still uh, he's got a lot left he's got a lot left just look at tom just, Brady. just like we Y'all have a lot left on take it or shake it <laughs> i'm not sure we do <laughs> Because you brought up the conversation that we're going to elaborate on. Oh, my God. The Sixers have an easier road to the NBA Finals than the Nets. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Absolutely. Yeah, they got Miami, which is done, right? No, they got got Washington right now. Washington, which is done. Up 2-0. And then they take on Atlanta Atlanta or or the Knicks, Yeah, which – I think they get through both of them. They should be and then to, they yeah. run up against Brooklyn because I think Brooklyn gets past Milwaukee. But they'd be Brooklyn or Milwaukee will be a little beaten up by that series that they'll play each other, you would think, right? That's gonna be a that'll be a tough series for both of them. I don't know when you say beat up. I don't you know, know what I mean? Like worn down a little bit. That's ser- that series is going to be six. Brooklyn hadn't played, so they're pretty healthy, I would think. Yeah, yeah but they, they also easy they haven't the played, but they also have not faced adversity as a unit mm. either but what if they're so good there is no adversity that you know and that's very real to me i think the defense thing is being overblown i think the loss of jeff green is, is have you seen sneaky, sneaky the point totals in the nba playoffs so far teams are scoring 140 130 like it's nothing nobody's playing defense this whole idea well the nets need to play defense nobody's yeah. playing defense and if even if the score is 202 to 200 and they had 202 like they won so what yeah. right all right go ahead more nba zion williamson is not even the second best player from the 2019 NBA draft. Take it or shake it. You need to give me the players other than Ja. Who else? RJ, shout out RJ to the Knicks. RJ Barrett was the third pick. And after that, I'm, I'm trailing off. Tyler Hero. <laughs> wow. Who else he is, is in that the class? second best player? DeAndre yeah, I was going to say shake Whoa, it. DeAndre wait a Hunter. Shake it, man. Kiosk shake it. Yeah, I was just Shake trying to it. think of the names. He, he, yeah, he is. DeAndre Hunter wasn't in that class, wasn't? Wasn't DeAndre Hunter? I think, our number one? I think some of the, I think what has happened to Zion, much like the shiny car, is that when you get the new car after a, a year or two, the, it kind of gets dull. And I think when Zion you came in to Purdue, it, right? like you just it kinda, was shiny, it was yeah. new, the sneaker blew out. He just played a full season, like yeah. But I'm saying it was so shiny and new, everybody fell in love with it coming from Duke. And they were like, oh, he's going to do this, and AD's gone, and he's doing that. Oh, look at him. He's able to play the guard position. And then it kind of – people are, like, looking at it different now that they're out of the playoffs. They didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's like like it's his fault. He's still a dynamic player. He's still a box office. He still has snap, crackle, pop, like you would say, right? He's got all that stuff. He's still really good. They just got to get him on a better team in a bigger market, maybe with one of his friends. Wait a minute. You know, like I see what you're somebody doing he there. played in college with. I'm just saying. The Pelicans races. had a mad place injuries. Where maybe they should have had him win the lottery and just sent him in the first time. All right. Right. Second best the, player from that draft, Justin Wright Foreman. Shout out his Hofstra. career messing yeah. around with the Knicks. Hey, hey, hey. Sean hey, J. Hey. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming He's up going next. To the Lakers. More NBA.